Happy versus Flourishing, episode 5. Welcome to the podcast where each week we give you ideas on ways you can improve your life to have a better better quality of life, better meaning of life. Um, We have different guests who have expertise in various areas that will help you to improve your life in some way. And this week, our guest is Simon Jordan. If you're into football, it's not the uh, Crystal Palace chairman. This is a different Simon Jordan. He's a a bit of a marketing genius and uh, environmental saviour. And we're going to hear more about that very soon. Please do subscribe to the show, share it with anyone who you think could maybe really appreciate some of the uh, some of the stuff that Simon talks about. And why not leave a review for us? Because that really helps to get the word out and for more people to hear about this podcast. And right now it is time for this week's edition. Happiness versus flourishing. Today, I'm speaking with a man called Simon Jordan. How are you, Simon? I'm very good, my friend. Very good indeed. Thank you very much for inviting me onto this great podcast. Well, and thank you for for taking the time to come on. I'm really looking forward to our chat. And you're you're based, is it in Bridgend in Devon? No, 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 Bridport, in, uh, Bridport. in Dorset, actually. Oh, right. <laughs> Bridgend, I think, is New Wales. No, um, a little place called West Bay, right on the beach uh, in Bridport, which is Dorset, which is southwest of the UK, yeah, so... And you're, you're, uh, you like swimming in the sea, don't you? Every morning, come rain or shine, and it has when it has rain, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. All year round as well, it's fabulous. There's a little community of us that uh, that go in. There's some real hard um, uh, stalwarts that go in, uh, all, yeah, all, literally all year round. Um, and I happen to be one of those idiots who <laughs> does go in, yeah, but no, it's lovely. And is that, do you have like a sort of set length you try to swim every day? or you set Well, we swim or? out to the cliffs, so it's it's... There and back, it's just over half a kilometre. Sometimes I go a bit further. I swim down to the next bay, which is probably about two miles. But um, but yeah, it's just it's just getting in. And we, it's quite funny. Um, there's the group of four of us that go in. I mean, there's about 30 of us in total. We all sort of come between 6 and 8 a.m. And we'll mm. sort of swim out and we're just chatting away. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. But yeah, no, it's, it's lovely. Yeah, it's a very sociable thing as well. So Fantastic. And you're, you set up a... I don't know if it's a company or an organisation. Five things clear. That's right. Yeah, and t- tell us about a bit about that. Well, that um, uh, well, before I moved down here, um, I was living in a place in, in Wales, uh, right near the beach again, and it was a, a local beach to me called Whistling Sands up in North Wales. And I saw this bird on the sand near the sea, and it was sort of the the, the waves are coming in, and sort of washing. I think is it, is it dead? And I picked it up. And it had, you know, those, uh, you know, when you get a bottle of milk, Tony, and you, you take the lid off it and you've got this locking ring around yeah. it. It's like serrated teeth on it. Right. That was wedged on its head. So it couldn't actually move its head properly. It couldn't feed. Hmm. So I cut that off and I took the bird to the vets and the poor thing died, shock and all the rest of it, you know, malnutrition because he couldn't eat. And I just hmm. thought, this is, this is appalling. Hmm. Um, but didn't, didn't do anything else. And then this is, this is over the space of two days. Then I was back at the farm where I was um, and watched a video of a dolphin. Uh, no, sorry, it was a whale that um, it was. It come into this small harbour, this small port, and it wasn't leaving. So the harbour master, because it was becoming dangerous for the boats, mm. they had to kill it, and then they hoisted it out, and it was filled with plastic bags. 
So I literally come into harbour to die, and it was oh, it really upset me. I thought, this is disgusting. You know, the, why, we have created this. That animal did not need to suffer this. Mm. And then the, the, the next day on Sunday, I was down on a big surfer's beach called um, Hell's Mouth, and mm. see so many people walking down there. And there's these big waste bins at the end of the beach near the car park. It's a good old walk down to the beach. And lots of people go, oh, beautiful beach, isn't it fantastic? Looking at all the, you know, the scenery, and it's a huge beach. And mm. all this stuff had been washed up. And I remember picking up, I've never seen a carton of milk this big. It must have been, I don't know, five litres. It was massive. Mm. I don't know anywhere in the UK that sells that. But anyway, so I took the lid off, emptied it out, and I, I'm then walking back with my two dogs, and I'm thinking, you know, why aren't people picking up the litter? They're, they're, they're loving the view, and they're saying how nice it is, but they're not actually helping to improve it. Mm. And I thought, well, I think that's because they see too much, so they think, well, what will one piece do? Mm. Um, so I sort of think, well, yeah, but if they just picked up five things, that would help clear the beach. And I just thought, hang on a minute, five things clear. It's an idea. Anyway, long and short of it, Came back, set up an Instagram account, and within seven weeks, it had gone global. Um, I mean, there's lots of similar ones. There's five-minute beach clean, two-minute beach clean, pick up five pieces. There's lots of um, new, uh, similar initiatives. Mm-hmm. But I set this up. I thought, what can I do? You know, using my marketing talents mm-hmm. and uh, getting the word out there. But it just, it grew and grew. And it, it, yeah, it went global. We had people um, connecting with me as far away as Japan, Russia, Philippines, right away across the States. The following year, um, we did – no, actually, that year, uh, that summer, we set up um, – it was at the Five Things Clear Challenge. It was like the Ice Bucket Challenge, but this was actually a bit more helpful for the planet rather than just wasting water. <laughs> and it was pick up five bits of litter and nominate five of the people. That one – I mean, in Germany, it went just huge. There was a um, famous pop star over there. I'd never heard of him, but anyway. <laughs> but, but it was amazing. People really got behind it. Hmm. And then the following year – so this is last year, 2019 – we had the million piece pickup pledge and I tied it up with a company in LA um, mm. and a guy called Je- Jeff and he created an app called the Lit- Litter Arty app, which is very funky. And it means uh, you could photograph the bit of litter. It would mm. recognize what it was with, you know, a bit of tin, plastic or whatever. Um, mm. And it was also geostamp it. And we set up this challenge and we had monthly uh, the monthly winner and they would win a five things clear t-shirt and that kind of stuff and it again it's all over the globe and you could zoom in literally to someone's street in out in california or holland or wherever anyone who was involved in this and can see what kind of litter they were picking up and it was amazing we got pretty close to a million pieces but just phenomenal really really good and then this year obviously it all fell apart but we're still we uh, still have a beach clean down here uh, every third sunday of the month uh, we, the last one we did, we had over 50 people turn up. We have a local beach cafe, which gives free drinks. Um, and it's amazing. In fact, I'm running a team building event next week um, at the time of this recording in September um, for a big company down here called Screwfix. <laughs> and then uh, there's uh, the co-op, which are a big uh, supermarket in the UK. They've te- teamed up with me. They're getting involved with it as well. So it's just it's amazing. And to be honest, I never really have to push it. It just happens. You know, I just, mm. um, it's all in flows. It's beautiful, really. So, yeah, that's five things clear. It's just pick up five bits of litter a day. Simple as that. And what was that, the, the app? Was it Litter Arty? Yeah, Litter Arty. So, it just Litter and then A-R-T-I? Yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Brilliant. So, it means you, you, when you pick up a bit of litter, you can just photograph it and it, it geo-stamps it so it shows you where you've picked it up. And then you can use that data. 
right. and I've got the ability to go into a map and to literally zoom right like a Google map. And you can see where people who've been using this and have, are part of the Five Things Clear pledge. We're not running it now, but when we were doing it, we could zoom right into anywhere in the world and see where what kind of litter they were picking up. It's really good. And how much is the so the beach that you initially um, well in the area that you were living when you started all this has have you seen much of a difference in that beach and other beaches? Um, it's it's promise it's it's continuous. I, I mean, I know there's more people um, since I've moved away. I still stay in touch with a lot of people. They are picking up more this uh, friends of mine who are ultra marathon runners they went up snowden recently uh they are picking up litter and they're posting it so there's definitely more awareness there's more action being taken mm. i just talk, i talked to a couple of schools when i was up there when it first started now where i am now i've pretty much spoken at all the local schools uh, before mm. we went into lockdown um and that was good and we run competitions for them so yeah it 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 is more of awareness it is mm. i'm working with a local council as well we've put up signs on nearly all the bins, um, and there's signs near the beaches saying West Bay is litter-free, which is good. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is a difference. But the thing is, a lot of stuff wa- washes up as well. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. What we're looking at trying to do is, is get beach ambassadors. So when there has been um, a storm, which there was recently, mm. we sort of activate. It's a bit like, you know, when there's a fire and, and you know, the, the, the volunteer fire brigade, they get a shout and they all go out and pick up. So that's our idea. And in fact, I'm meeting up with the mayor again tomorrow, um, a guy called Ian Bart, lovely guy. Uh, meeting up with him tomorrow and some of my other colleagues to discuss where we are with what we're doing um, and making West Bay litter free. And we, we ideally we want to make it plastic free as well because it's a holiday destination. So and a lot of you know plastic spoons for the ice cream and that kind of stuff. And some people who, who've got the fish and chip shops down here they're still using polystyrene, which is just ridiculous at this, this mm. day and age. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to educate them. And so have you always had this kind of community drive? Has it always been in you? Um, well, I just, I think, I don't know, no, to be honest, no, not really. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm one of five um, kids. I'm the youngest. So I've always had a lot of people around in my life. Um, but I think I'm someone who, who thinks, you know, if you've got, um, a talent, use it. If you've got knowledge, share it. Um, and I think it's important. You know, I, I think it's a waste that if you learn something and you don't pass that on, you keep it to yourself. I think that's quite selfish. And I think there's a lot of people um, out there who need your help, need your advice, um, who even have, you need your time. I know time is such a precious commodity. But in terms of rallying the community, it's great and it's a brilliant way of meeting people. I've been down here less than two years now and I've met so many people um, through the swimming community. I've met friends now because of the beach clean. And I think it's it's wonderful and it brings people together for a common cause. Hmm. And again, it spreads awareness. Uh, and when, hmm. I, when I go out and teach at the schools, that then spreads to the parents. Um, you know, and I still see, you know, when we go swimming in the morning, you know, we've felt, we've found nappies on the beach. Now that's not a child leaving, that's an adult, you know, mm. what is going on there? So yeah, sometimes the adults are just, they just don't get it. Um, I won't say what I really think about people who drop things like nappies on the beach, but, <laughs> and we're hoping by educating the kids, that the kids will say, no, mum, don't leave that on the beach or I don't want a plastic bag or I don't want a plastic, um, straw what what does get me actually you see the people now using paper straws great but what they're drinking out of a single use plastic cup you know, well mm. okay one out of two isn't bad <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah slowly but slowly yeah uh, so what is it apart from apart from all that amazing stuff you do what, what else do you do Simon? 
Um, well, I run a marketing and branding agency, uh, working with coaches and consultants from all over the globe um, and helping them build their brands. But it's all about aligned build, aligned business building. You know, I talk a lot about this thing called forced success. So people set up a business and they'll see that someone else is doing, um, you know, they're doing amazing things with Instagram um, mm. and on social media and on lots of other things. And they think, oh, well, I need to be doing that because they're doing that as well. Or mm. they will buy a program um, or a course or they'll buy into the coaching that a particular guru, in inverted commas, is selling because that guru was promoting it as, yeah, they made a million dollars sitting in their bedroom in their underpants five days a week or whatever. And you think, mm. oh, I can do that. Mm. Well, yes, that's fine, but their success is their success. Their energy is their energy. It's not yours. It's a mm. different path. So, you know, I when I teach and I coach my clients, we help build their brands, it's always about alignment. So I will say, look, these are the foundations of, of, of basic marketing and brand building. But when I work with them, I get to know that person and we encapsulate their energy into the marketing. So the website, should, if, if they're the face of the, of the business, mm. their marketing, everything they do, all the touch points, social media, emails, business cards should be a direct representation of who they are, their energy, their personal personality. Mm. And when we're building out their business, it's always about checking in. Is this, does this sit right with you? Don't just do it because I'm say to do it. I will suggest it, but you you need to know yourself well enough that yeah, that feels right. Because if you if you think, well, yeah, I'm going to go for that, and it's not aligned, it's forced success. And you see, I, I've met so many entrepreneurs who might have fantastic money, but their relationships have fallen apart. Their health is is hanging on, and all mm. these different things because it's not aligned. It's um, mm. I talk a lot about you know the universal flow, and there is no struggle in the flow. So that's one of the things I do. So it's not your usual kind of, we'll build a brand, we'll design it out, we'll do the website. We actually build it out around you, around you and your energy. Uh, and that way you attract a similar energy. Um, so yeah, so that's what I do. Um, one of the other businesses. So yeah. And when you, when you say universal flow, what, what do you mean by that? Right. Well, we're all heading downstream. Um, mm. That sounds like a negative down, but it, it, it's not. We are all in a, in the river, call it that. It's, it's, um, it's a really metaphor. We're all heading down the stream. And everything we want is down that stream, everything. You know, if you want a bit of health, uh, the house, whatever, if it's materialism, whatever. If it's meant to be, it's all heading down there. But, and I know I've, I've done it with there's some people in that river who are in their boat and they're saying, you know, I, I don't want this boat, I want that one. Or I want to be going up that way in the different streams. So you're fighting against it. You're causing chaos. You're causing drama. Hmm. You know, you're fighting, you're battling against the currents rather than accepting, surrendering and going with the flow and hmm. being aware of what's coming up for you. You know, so many people just don't listen. I didn't for years. Um, mm-hmm. I battled, I had health issues, I was overweight, I've gone back through bankruptcy, all the usual entrepreneurial stuff, you know, I lived in a shoebox in the middle of the road and <laughs> lost both my legs and grew them back again, that kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> you know the stories. Yeah. But it's true, and, you know, <clears throat> and we talk a lot about, oh, we got to hustle, you know, you got to hustle. Actually, you don't. It's yeah. an old paradigm. It doesn't need to be that way anymore. If you're in flow and you're in touch with what's going on, amazing things can happen i mean i can just i'll bore you stupid with the amazing things that have happened and come just out of ease just so simple you know i was um working with my obviously my five things clear initiative 
I just thought, wouldn't it be nice to be working with a company who's doing some good in the world, who's trying to help the planet? Two days mm. later, a guy called Anton from LA contacted me, and I'm now their creative director, have been for a number of years, and they've got a, uh, so a recy- no, so, yeah, recyclable plastic-free cup called Cupo. Mm. Brilliant thing. In fact, I've got one on my desk here. So I've been working with them. Um, the two weeks ago, I no, no, sorry, about a month ago, I thought, you know what? I mean, I'm fully booked at the moment, fully booked. So I thought, yeah, but I I'm, I'm working on some big projects and some big clients. But I thought, actually, I'm not, I haven't coached a few people for a while. I enjoy that. I enjoy that interaction, that one-on-one and helping them build out. It always seems to happen two days later. Two days later, I get three emails. I kid you not. Um, from people and I'm now working with a guy in Colorado I'm working with another lady in this country and there's another client as well that's just from saying oh, wouldn't it be nice so there's no no attachment and it's all about being in the flow there's more to it than that I talk about there's a whole process I call it the simplicity of success but there's no fight there is no mm. blaming it's a lot of it there's an awful lot of gratitude that comes from there mm. even the house we're in now when um, my other half, she was working for herself, 14 years, yoga teacher, very good at it, but just got fed up with it. Fed up with it, just, you know, just, it, just the energy had burnt out, didn't want to do it. So she thought, I'd really like to work for the National Trust. <clears throat> now, to get into the National Trust is, is quite a big thing. She used to be a project manager at one of the airports, so she had those skills. But anyway, she applied for this job, and she applied for the job, didn't get the first one, and she sort of didn't really want that. <clears throat> and she said there was another job which was a better position, um, within uh where we are um near the coast anyway got the, got that job we then had six weeks to move mm. and we sort of oh my god panic 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 uh, and where most people come from and where we would have done as well it would be oh my god we've got six weeks to move wrong and you would focus on everything you don't want well i don't want to be mm. living in a tiny flat because we obviously had to rent um you know mm. you can't buy anywhere in six weeks it's an impossibility mm. so just you know okay Let's just chill out. Let's surrender. Let's not fight. This has been handed to us. So if you think about drifting down the river, if you're panicking, you're coming from a place of fear and lack and all the rest of it and worry and stress. Mm. So we just lean back in the boat, pull the oars in and just let it go. But within that, it's not about just sitting on your backside doing nothing. Mm. It was okay. This is what the universe has brought to us. We've brought, brought the job, the exact one she wanted. So mm. where do we want to live? And I was just finishing living up in Wales um, and I'd, I'd moved out. We'd, we'd sold the family farm. I'd moved up. <clears throat> I, was just, literally, I was renting this, this property, middle of nowhere. I just wanted to get away from the world and it was amazing. It, my neighbours were sheep, that's it. I could see 60 miles out across the sea. It was fantastic. Mm. But it was bloody cold in the winter and I thought, I just can't do another winter here. So this is August, September time. Uh, six weeks to move right okay what do we do and we mo- i'm moving from north wales hundreds and hundreds of miles away down to the south southwest that's where the job was no mm. idea never been to the place before so we just sat down and again coming from a place of gratitude thinking wow we've got an opportunity here isn't this wonderful that you've got being given a job the exact one you want uh, my business is portable we can take it anywhere um, mm. how lucky is that so starting off coming from a place of gratitude so that mm. changes the energy rather than, oh, my God, okay, you've got a job, but bloody hell, where are we going to live? That's panic. That's fear. Mm. Different energy. So having gratitude, okay, well, what would we like? This is what a wonderful experience this is. So we made a list of everything we wanted. Um, I wanted to have, have space for an office at home, space for people to come and visit. I wanted a gym at home, <clears throat> um, the space. 
Um, we wanted a garden. We wanted a, a place for, for the cars and the drive, not instead of parking on the road. We wanted to have access to the beach. Um, if I couldn't have the mountains, I wanted the sea to be close. We wanted a big space for the dogs to run around. So anyway, we just put it out there. And it was we weren't attached to it. So complete unattached intention. Again, think about the river. You're just drifting downstream and just surrendering. No, it's fine. Everything's meant to be. So the first house that Gina comes to see is the one we're in now. And it has everything. Everything on that list. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it just phenomenal. Um, mm. Half a mile from the beach, drive with the cars, um, work from home, we've got a gym, um here there's even you know gina turned one of the rooms into a yoga room um space for the dogs uh, just absolutely amazing and it just flowed and mm-hmm. i can take so many examples like that where there's just as soon as there's been any fight and kind of holding on this fear again in the boat wanting to row up against the stream against the flow it just hasn't worked and mm-hmm. i see so many people in drama and chaos and you think you know external world is a direct reflection of your internal world hmm. and so whatever energy you vibrate at now i don't want to sound a bit hippie but hey i don't care <laughs> and this this has been this has been tested let's say you get a room full of tuning forks it's a weird messed up room why that anyone why anyone would have a room full of tuning forks unless it's an art installation and you get a, a tuning fork with the key of a for example and you ping that you whack it so it starts vibrating none of the other tuning forks will vibrate apart from the other tuning fork that's in the key of A. Hmm. And what that means, and that's true, that, that has been done. Hmm. Um, and what that means is it's about energy. So when you vibrate at that energy of gratitude, of love, of forgiveness, or whatever it might be, peace, love, and whatever, hmm. you attract, you get other things vibrating around you, which attracts to that. Hmm. So, and that's what we did. We came from a place of gratitude, and we've got that. And then, you know, the, the client that I tracked in LA, the three clients that came in recently, I and mean, I've never been so busy during lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all from the work that's been done and tuning in, being in flow, are just phenomenal. Um, and it all came from a place of surrender. Um, and I, you know, I was told, I just, literally the universe was cracking me on the back of the head so often. You know, I was chasing the dollar. I used to wear the pinstripe suit and all that kind of stuff. It was about image and fake it till you make it. And I did that for years. I mean, I've had my own practice now for 11 years and I just fought against it. Oh, here we go. And I used to look at other people and be jealous. And why, you know, um, compare myself. Comparison is terrible. Why, you know, why are they, you know, why is Tony doing podcasts? And I'm not, I need to be doing this, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And not thinking about, and I didn't know at the time. Well, what I said before, their energy is that's their path. It's not mm. the same. You know, if you say, right, I want to be like Tony. Well, that's fine. You can look at what he's doing, but think of Tony has, his contacts he has his experience he has his life path he has all the things that he has going around around in his personal ecosystem his business ecosystem it will never be the same as yours so you can never directly have that so when you buy these off-the-shelf courses going great well he bought he made a million in whatever time i want to do the same it doesn't always work like that. And then people get frustrated. They get angry and they go, oh, that bloody guru, he ripped me off. Well, no, it's, you know, you chose to do that. Mm-hmm. You can't buy someone else's path. You need to look at stuff and, again, listen. And so many of us don't stop and actually listen and tune in. Mm-hmm. And what is coming through right now? And a lot of people are frightened to, to stop and listen because of what might come up. 
Um, because we, so we, we spend our time distracting, you know, we get up in the morning straight away, we're on our phones and last mm. thing we do is we're on our phones. Just the brain never stops. You know, we are not made and built to, you know, to take in the amount of data we take in, mm. you know, we need to take time out just to stop and listen, uh, call it meditation or whatever. I'm not one really for meditating, but I see swim every day and there's a bit where I go right out and I just, it's me in the sea. It's beautiful. And I just get that time to completely switch off. Mm. And it's when listening to what, what's coming through, what does the universe want to tell you? What what part of the river does it want you to point you in? Um, don't fight against it. So, yeah, that was, that was a very lengthy answer to your question, Tony. Sorry. Well, and, and when you were saying that, I mean, near the start, you talked about you had a situation, I forget how many years ago it was, 15, 12, whatever it was, where you were, you were unhealthy, things weren't going so great. What was it that that made the difference to, to the change? What, what did, was it someone that spoke to you? Was it a book? What, what uh, <laughs> right. I was in, uh, I went from bad relationships. Once I got divorced, um, we'd been together for a long time. Uh, no one else was involved in the breakup. It just, one of those things just didn't, didn't get on. My, the life path just, just changed. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, we had two kids together, beautiful kids. You know, she's still, you know, the, the mother of my children. And I always love her f- for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, and then what, when I went off crazy, lots of relationships, all this kind of stuff, ridiculous. Men tend to do that. They need to be with someone. Mm-hmm. And chasing around and then a lot of awful relationships, again, because I was attracting it. I was that tuning fork of, of the key of shit. Um, <laughs> I think it was just, just terrible. And I was in one relationship and moved to France. Mm-hmm. and it all spectacularly fell apart um we were trying to set up a business over there and blah 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 and i then my mother passed away i then came back i just had enough and i came back to look after the family home um and in that time my ex-partner was still angry with me wanted to get at me wanted to hurt me try and damage me my reputation the business you name it and uh, accused me of all sorts of nonsense and had me arrested mm. and it was the 15th of march 2017 and remember the police coming down the drive. I didn't know they were police because they were playing clothes. And I said, oh, you're here to view the property. And they went, no, are you Simon Jordan? Yes. Well, we're arresting you. And I'm like, what the? F-? <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Really scared the hell of my dogs are kicking off. So anyway, I had to get a friend to come and pick up the dogs. They drove me down, stuck me in a, threw me in a cell for eight hours, uh, interviewed me, took your DNA and stuff like that. And it was horrible. And in either side of the cells, there's guys kicking off and shouting and, and fighting against it. And I just thought, okay, I'm completely surrendering. I know I'm fine. I'm not guilty. You know, this is her being angry, uh, wanting to accuse me, trying to ruin me, blacken my name, all this kind of stuff. She's coming from that awful place. I thought, I'm not going to fight against it. I'm, I'm going to completely surrender. Hmm. And I remember the week later, sitting in a pub with my brother, and he was like, my God, how are you? And I, do. I said, Chris, it was, it was beautiful. And he, was, he thought I was completely mad. And I said, I just, just completely surrendered. And from that moment, that of complete surrender and trusting, you know, the universe has got your back. The universe doesn't want shit for you. It doesn't want ill health. It doesn't want, you know, we attract that. We we bring that into our life. Sometimes we don't realize why. and It's a message, but we don't listen to the messages. And anyway, from that point, everything, and I mean, everything has been amazing. You know, you still get challenges, um, mm. which are fine. But I don't blame. I don't go, oh, bloody hell, you know, the, um, I blame the outside world. Look at things. Okay, what was this challenge for? Hmm. And, and have gratitude for it sometimes because it's a lesson I haven't learned yet, so I need to look at it. 
Yeah. But we spent, you know, you think about, you know, where there's a blame, there's a claim, the whole, you know, um, that kind of industry and that mm. stuff. And you look at the news that's out there, it's all bad news sales. And I just switched off from that. I haven't read a paper or watched the news in years. Um, mm. I was obviously watching little bits to find out about the pandemic. But <clears throat> just being in control of my own emotions, you know, and when I was in that cell, I thought, okay, you could panic and thinking what's going to happen. I thought, okay, but what can I control right now? What are the controllables? I can control my breathing, control my mindset. Hmm. And it was surrendering. Hmm. But there's also, there's, there needs to be a fine balance. There's, if you're incredibly chaotic, something will come into your life, which will bring a bit of control. Yeah. If you're all about the control um, and there's no ease in there, something will happen which will be chaos. You know, I, I know people who've, who've led incredibly controlled lives, OCD or whatever, and everything has to be as it is. And it's just, there's no, it's never really relaxed. The mm. ultimate chaos is cancer. And I've known people who've died close to me who've died of cancer. Mm. And because the universe said, you're just not listening. You are not listening. Right. The ultimate chaos, cancer, which is where the, the, the cells of the body are just awful. And I still don't understand why kids get cancer. I just think that's just, you know if there's a god why <laughs> you know mm. but anyway but in in um when situations like that happen when you're in adulthood you think well what, what's happening um yeah and sometimes it can be emotional as well as what you're putting in your body but anyway so just going back to that point mm. that was the complete surrender um and it was just that realization of that and yeah i'm still learning every day but just it's phenomenal i've now got the partner of my dreams we've been together quite a while uh, living in the house we've got an amazing community around here work is fantastic um, it is just incredibly incredibly lucky and that's another thing to keep checking in going and look at what you've got and being deeply grateful for it we don't want for much we were talking before this interview you know you were saying about a sort of minimalist life you know I drive around a 10 year old Peugeot estate with 114,000 miles on the clock mm. why would I need anything different I, I drive to the beach it's got sand in the back and I've got the dogs, you know, mm. and I know other people look at me and go, well, you can't be successful. You haven't got a flash car. Why would I want a flash car? Yeah. What purpose would that serve? <laughs> you know, what having that on the driveway and just costing me money, what's the point? I would rather spend time with friends in the morning. Every morning we go down, I swim at quarter to seven um, in the morning. The friends down there, the times we spend, the adventures we go out when the cheese, the sea is really choppy or when it's too choppy, we go and swim in the harbour, which you're not supposed to. <laughs> but the adventures we have, that will last forever. Um, mm. Having some kind of flashy car on the driveway or whatever, or a flashy watch, or just for me, it doesn't do anything. It, it mm. doesn't. And it's just, you know, the, the moments, stories, building stories rather than having things, for me is, is, is what, for me, is my life about. And I love it. So. That's quite amazing that you had that incredible change of mindset without really any, well, from seemingly without any, um, you know, it wasn't from reading a book or from hearing a, a speaker or, or whatever. It was just, but it sounds like that just completely has changed your, your life just from that one moment. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I've, I have read lot, lots of books and things like that, but it just never really went in. I think I was just paying you know, someone say homage to it or just know what's the word I'm thinking for. Just think, yeah, yeah, I've taken it in. Um, mm. But actually I hadn't, you know, I had, I remember having a car accident and because of that car accident, they found out I had, a, had an aneurysm, which is an enlarged artery, which I then had to have a major operation, which mm. if I hadn't would have killed me. And the universe, I know the universe wants me here and wants me doing things, 
Mm. But, you know, the divorce, the, the, the aneurysm, all these different things, and I never really listened. And it's, mm. I call it the knocking sound as well. And for some people, that knocking sound gets louder and, louder and they still won't do it. You know, I've mm. got a friend of mine who she's in really bad health um, and still goes to the gym, still does the 10,000 steps a day, still blah, 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 keep, keep, keep going, going, going. It's all about control, control, control. And the universe is just, and her body is saying, for God's sake, listen. Stop this control and everything. There's no, there's no ease there, and the chaos that's going on. All these different things. Like, oh my God, there is no, just listen, stop and listen. But a lot of people they don't want to um, because of what it brings up for them. That it might be memories or stuff like that. It's just what does the universe want for you right now? And again, forced success or whatever. And it's like, I'm not. I'm trying to control. I want to go that up, up that stream. I want to be in that boat. And you're crashing into other people. excuse me and there's all this chaos and it's just that doesn't need to be there Mm. really doesn't i wonder if in what you just said about that you know prior to that happening prior to that change in your life you you had read books and whatever and and then you were talking about this this woman who goes to the gym and the ten thousand steps and whatever sometimes i wonder if um what am i trying to say I, i mean i had a similar thing to to what you were describing where I think I had a bit of a victim mindset and I was blaming things on other people. And and I couldn't say it was from any one particular book or hearing any one speaker or whatever. But one day I just realized that suddenly I had the awareness that I was playing the victim. And once I let go of that, it made such a difference to my life, a huge difference. And I think for a number of people, it's just you're not necessarily going to get that from reading a book or from hearing someone speak it, but it might, that may play a part, the, the book and the speaker. And then at some stage, whether it be a month later or a year later, for whatever reason, it does just suddenly kick in and you realise, what am I doing? Yeah, you're right. It has to be, sometimes you've got to experience it. Mm. And that's the thing. And just so many people don't. Um, mm. It just, and then the universe will whack you a bit harder and a bit harder again until you get it. And sadly, some people just don't. Yeah. You know, I, I said, I, I know people who've lost lost their lives um, to cancer and things like that. It's sometimes it's, yeah, it's difficult when you look at it from an outside and you think that's just, it's, it's awful. Mm. Um, but the universe doesn't want you to be ill. It doesn't want you to have this chaos. It wants you to play, have fun, be in love mm. and enjoy life. That's what it's about. I mean, if you think, in nature you know weed doesn't battle to crack through concrete Mm. and it sounds listening to this it sounds oh it's simon it sounds very simple doesn't it no it's not simple Mm. but actually in terms of all the different facets to it but in essence it is very simple Mm. um and it's just a very simple process when you when stuff comes up take a step back Mm. and ask yourself well what is life trying to tell me right now what is this chaos happening? What am I doing to put that stuff out there? You know, if someone's cut you up or someone's crashed into your car, instead of going, bloody idiot, look what they've done. Okay, what energy were you putting out there? If you bring it all back to you and take ownership of it, it sounds crazy. Someone's crashing into your car and you're mm. to blame for it. How does that work out? Mm. I've now been, you know, driving for years. No one's ever crashed into my car. You know, I, I hear people have literally chaos every other day. Mm. What are you doing? My life isn't that much different to yours, really. We might live in different places, but I don't get that. Mm. 
And when you start to understand that, and again, tuning forks, always come back to the tuning forks. Well, what energy am I vibrating at? Predominantly, is your mood one of anger? Or, you know, if if you're filling your head with the negative crap that the the media and the press put out there, what kind of mindset is that? Mm. Are you one that blames gossips and that kind of stuff? So what is the energy that you're putting out there? So you've got that blame. And I said, do you actually stop and listen to what's going on? Do you come from a place of gratitude? Even when there's challenges, a good friend of mine, Adam Walker, he was um, one of the first Brits to swim the seven channels around mm. the world, incredible um, sportsman. And on one swim, it was he was into, I think it was 12 hours into an 18-hour swim. Okay, I think it was in China, swimming across this channel, really choppy seas, and he was stung by a Portuguese man of war. Now, that this can kill you. This jellyfish can kill you. Mm. His arm goes numb. And his back starts to go numb. And then he was, oh, bloody, you know, what, what more can the ocean throw? I mean, these huge waves coming out, you know, really battling. And then he thought, actually, I'm going to change this around and have gratitude for this challenge, mm. this, for this lesson. And it was a pivotal moment. And he finished the, the swim and was deeply grateful. He's great big sort of lacerations on his skin where there's blood. I mean, the Portuguese man of war, their tendrils can go at like 10 feet. It's phenomenal. It could yeah. have been really dangerous. But again, having coming from a place of gratitude changes your vibration. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in that, that energy of, of gratitude, other amazing things will come to you. And what will normally happen when people, let's say, um, if you're coming from a place of fear or lack, and let's say someone inquires, say, hey, Tony, I'd like to work with you. And if you're coming from that place, you go, oh, brilliant, great, right. And you, you're putting out that energy of lack, of fear, of worry. Oh God, I, hope, I hope I get this client because I need the money or whatever. Mm. But And I was like that so much. And it was like, oh, my God. And then they wouldn't come through or the, they wouldn't accept the proposal or whatever. Oh, God, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Now the proposal goes out, fine. Not a problem. Be nice to have them. Be good with mm. money. But there's no attachment to it. Unattached intention. So you think, great, this is be, be lovely to have them as a client. But if they don't come mm. through, not a problem. Really not a problem. I've got the gratitude of having the opportunity to, to pitch for them or whatever doesn't come through. Not a problem, but nine times out of 10, they do because you, mm. you're, you're putting out the right energy. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, it, when it comes down to it, it is very, very simple. Do you, um, coach or mentor anyone? Yeah, no, I do. I do. I mean, it's, it's part of my, uh, work when I'm building people's brands. I look at that and I normally have a conversation with them first and say, Okay, where are you? And you, I can get a good uh, a, a grip of a grip sounds <laughs> sounds a bit wrong, but get a good idea of where they're coming from, mm. and just to try and get them to understand. Because I've had a lot of clients in the past that will come to me, um, and they will uh, they well, I want to get this project on the go. I want to build a membership site or whatever, because I want to be bringing in loads of money. And I listen to that, and I will tell them that if you're solely going after the money. You're obviously coming from a place of lack or a place of greed, and it's not the right energy to be vibrating. Mm. And nine times out of ten, ten, it doesn't work, and it it falls apart because they've come at it from the wrong energy. Mm. Um, You know, think about how you can serve the world or how you can inspire the world rather than how much money you can get from it. The money comes. The money will flow if you're in the right energy. But, yes, Mm. I do. So I I work on that process. So in answer to your question, (laughs) rattling on, I think I'm becoming more like Ronnie Corbett. Ask a simple question and he'll go on. Yes, I do. That's that's why I work with clients, and I work with clients just on on that section as well if if need be. So, yeah. And so from what you've been saying then, I'm presuming then, and in in the example you just gave, so 
are you much more discerning now in who you take on? Because yes. You have to feel that they're going to, you're going to be able to help them and, you know, they're, it has to be the right match, I guess. I do. But to be honest, I now don't attract clients who aren't a fit. Um, right. When I'm working with my clients, let's say coaches, for example, we work on them and we look at, I work on, look at their personality. And if they're the face of the brand, as I said at the beginning, hmm. we replicate their personality in the visual aspect of the of the marketing, so the website, social media, all that kind of stuff. So um, it's a direct representation of them. So they attract the right people, and that's what I've done with mine, what I put out there, uh, my videos, um, even podcasts like this. So I attract people who match that energy. Mm. I can't remember the last time I had a client that was just like, no, no good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but, but if that were to come through, um, I would check in on myself, why, why am I attracting this? Hmm. And then, um, yeah, if, if it doesn't fit, then it doesn't matter how much money. It, it's it's not worth the hassle. It's not worth the, the chaos. And I, we wouldn't be a match. But I can't remember the last time I said no to someone. Um, yeah. Because the, the clients that have come through are, are deeply privileged hmm. um, to be working with such great people. So. Going back to the um, – we started off the episode talking about your swimming in the sea and so on. Yeah, yeah. Is that for any sort of particular purpose? Are you doing like a triathlon or anything? Or? Um, no, well, I was training to swim the channel this year, but that all fell apart because of the pandemic. <laughs> it's just a bit of a – and then last year, yeah, I was supposed to be doing triathlons. There was lots of stuff I was supposed to be doing this tourney. I was mm-hmm. supposed to be climbing in Russia and I was supposed to be um, – qualifying uh, ecological diver um as part of, I mean, the part of the course no no all stopped because of the pandemic so no it, it's swimming in the sea it's it just sets me up um mm. for the day it's, it's beautiful for the mind um and just love the community down there there's a group of us as i said there's about 30 of us that come between 6 and 8 a.m most mornings mm. and i tend to have a bit of a line on at the weekend so i go down about half seven eight um a lot of it's mental aspect as well i love the community we have a chat um, and there's people, the oldest one is Marsha, she's 76, the youngest is 36, um, all ages, some people have, you know, that, you know, new hips and new years and stuff like that, I'll be me soon, but it is, it's the mental side of it, the mental health side of it, when you're out in the ocean, it's rewilding, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're in something which you cannot control, and you're moved along, yes, you can swim through it, but you're still moved up and down by the waves. I just, I love it. And I come out and I feel refreshed. We, myself, my mother, half, Gina, we went away to Pembrokeshire. Um, and we were up in the mountains. We went up to Penny Fam. And um, this is the highest mountain in South Wales. And we found a lake. And we went swimming in there. And it was, the air temperature was like six degrees because it was so high up. But oh, it was just fantastic when you come out and you've been, been embraced with nature. Because our, our lives, you think we... We live in boxes, we drive boxes, we stare at boxes all day, mm-hmm. uh, and then we switch off and then we go and switch on another box and sit and watch that until whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get out and just to dip into water, it's amazing. It's for the, for the whole body, for the energy, it's, it's just amazing. The mindset, just mm-hmm. fantastic, yeah. Have you done anything like Vim Hof? No, I haven't, actually. I do, I do know it. Um, but the cold water therapy is, is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, when I was in the lake, we swam in um and um really it was cold cold water because you're high up and it wasn't a very big lake so that you know the temperature disappears Mm. and it was fantastic and i I was in there for about 15 20 minutes and after about 10 minutes i really felt my body getting warmer Mm. and it was amazing and i came out you know bright red and then you got the wind temperature as well but it is lovely but i I know of wimp off and it's it is about the breathing but it's Mm. also cold um adaptation 
So, I mean, yeah. I, I swim all year round. Don't, never yeah. wear a wetsuit. Mm. So your body gets used to it. I mean, I, the sea now is even warm. The, the coldest time in the sea is March. Um, mm. But when you get in there, it's the best thing to do. If anyone's listening to this and you're thinking of going for a dip, um, do be careful. Um, you have the, your cold water shock if your body's not used to it. Best thing to do, first of all, is get a bit of cold, some of the water and splash it on the back of your neck because there's a receptor on there which will help prepare your body. Um, mm. One of the biggest things as well, because you think, oh, I'm going to cold, I'm going to go home and jump in a bath or a cold sh- or a hot shower. Mm. Don't. It's really mm. key point because people think, I need to get warm quickly. No, you yeah. need to get warmed gradually. Go and have a hot drink, warm up from the from the drink, put lots of layers on, warm up that way. Because um, if you go back and have a cold, if, if your extremities have got really cold and they go white, your toes and, you know, because basically all the blood rushes to your major organs to keep that mm. warm. You know, you don't, you don't need your hands and feet really to stay alive. Mm. <clears throat> so, but if you go back and you suddenly have a hot shower, that cold, the cold blood that's, you know, in the fingers and your extremities can rush to your heart and could be fatal. So mm. it's best to warm up naturally for, for 40 minutes. I know sometimes you think, oh, God, but I want to be warm now. Yeah, mm. put some gloves on or do something else. Jump up down, get, do some exercise. That's good. Uh, but mm. don't go back and have a hot shower, rather. Yeah, so. Because it, by that cold adaptation, you hugely increase your amount of white fat than you're supposed yeah, to brown Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I did a, a couple of Wim Hof expeditions. One up in Iceland. And, oh, fantastic! How was that? Yeah, well, it was good and it wasn't good. It was um, it was unfortunate timing because it happened to be I'd only been there a couple of days, and my mum had been in quite poor health, and it she took a sudden turn for the worse oh, as I was sorry, there, and so I had, to, I had to fly back after a couple of days. So, but it was. It was good being with all of the, you know, all the sort of people that yeah. were doing that. And I'd done some workshops with, you know, sort of Vim Hof stuff before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite into all that. Most of my life I've been known since I was 17, I think it was. My nickname is the Esky. <laughs> my friend was convinced I'm an Eskimo because I don't Brilliant. seem to feel, feel the cold. Wow. But the weird thing is I, I lived on the equator for seven years and I also don't seem to feel the heat because the, the heat in Jakarta didn't bother me at all. Good lord! So I have this strange resistance to temperature. I don't. Yeah, that's, that is your superpower. Then, <laughs> really, I can't do. I, I don't mind cold. I really don't mind cold. But the, the heat, I'm not good in the heat anymore. I'm really not. And it's this we've had a lot of uh, hot days down here. When it's been over thirty, I'm not. Can't deal with that. Thirty-eight. No, it's too much for me. So, where where do you see? Um, how do you see things going, or how do you like to see your future going over the next like, five, ten, twenty years? Um, Simplifying down, to be honest, um, we are looking at buying um, some land, which is pretty hard to come by down here. And we, what we really want to do is, buy, uh, is, is build our own home. We've got plans um, to do that. Um, just we've been coming up with ideas. We want to live more of a sustainable life, um, and we've got some friends which we think, yeah, that'd be great to sort of have our own little community mm. um, to, to live a, a simpler life, really. You know, we've, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in my office at the moment, studio. It's, it's, you know, I've got all this podcasting gear and the lights for filming, all you know, um, stuff on the wall. And I've got, you know, Big Mac and another screen and all this kind of stuff. And God, it's all this stuff which mm. you need for business. But yeah, in answer, I would love to just be working on the land um, mm. and swimming, hanging out with friends, and really doing more photography, more art. Really, that's what I'd love to be doing, um, and working with people, helping people. Um, but yeah, it's just a simpler life. I mean, we've got some plans. Um, the I did a webinar recently, um, which 
is going to be turned into a book. Um, that's going to be coming out. We've got some ideas of how we can expand that out to, to help other people to live simpler lives, but also a life in flow. Mm. Uh, and success is flow. When you're in flow, there is success, um, and it's beautiful. You can just you can steer it. Um, look at what you want, um, and it is amazing. And I'm testament to that. My, my relationship is where we're living is testament to that. It's everything. The clients I'm working with and the success they're having mm. is testament to that. <clears throat> you know, um, yeah, and just to spread that message on where possible, and just to do more good in the world. To be honest, um, and share the love. I <laughs> call it that. Yeah. So. And how do you? Or- how, well, I was going to say two two questions. Then, how do you see hap, uh, five things clear developing, and how would you like it to develop? Um, I would like to see uh, it be. It's, I mean, it's never been about me. You don't, you won't see my face on the website or the Facebook page. Um, it's never been about. That. I want more people to try and adopt it. I mean, working with the the, the council here, um, I want to see. I would love to see the beaches being five things clear beaches. Um, mm. to, but to be honest, if it inspires other people to create. Uh, initiative called six things clear wouldn't bother me at all the, the main thing is that we clear up um the litter we become more mindful um we look at paying rent for our time on the planet rather than just using and abusing her mm-hmm. um just just to be more mindful to, to for the next generation to be more thoughtful of what we're doing um to, to limit the amount of greed i mean you know I've got a phone, I think it's an iPhone 7.5, and it's two years, maybe a bit longer than that now. I, it works fine, nothing wrong with it, there's no scratches, no broken at all. Mm. But other people go, oh, you must have got the latest gadget. Yeah, but why? Mm. You get another gadget, where's that coming from? That's from the planet, you know, to, to recycle, reuse. Um, I mean, I do like my good things, I like damn fine whiskey, I love my wine, um, mm. I like nice clothes, that kind of stuff, but I don't... You know, it's, but I don't want, don't need loads of it. We don't need loads. Um, mm. So yeah, to to live simply, really, yeah. with with five things clear, to to spread that message out, to get more people involved, to have ambassadors. Um, but I've I've you know I've often thought it'd be great just to spend full time on that. It doesn't bring an income in. I never set it mm. up to do that. Um, mm. But I when I think about it, again, this is about being in flow. When I think, oh, wouldn't it be good to for to be involved in that? It just comes up. I mean, I came back. Um, from climbing in North Africa in the Atlas Mountains. And I came back, I thought, okay, we've been to Everest, we've done that, we've done all these other things. Wouldn't it be great, <coughs> again, this is in flow, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be great to be doing something? I always fancied kayaking down the Yukon in Canada. And um, I thought, but, you know, that's just another holiday. It's about me. It's not really giving back. Mm-hmm. So maybe if we did something which could benefit the planet, and I kid you not, within a week, this guy called Miklos from Hungary contacted me and said, uh, I've seen what you're doing with Five Things Clear. Would you fancy coming over to Hungary and being part of this thing called the Plastic Cup, which had been running for six years? And we went over. We were part. There was 200 people. There's 20-odd teams. We were part of the, inter- the first international team. Mm-hmm. You build your boat out of recycled materials, and we had canoes as well, and then we sail. 70 kilometers down the river Tissa, which goes into the Danube. Wow. And we cleared up over 10 tons of plastic bottles, wow. 10 days. And it was an absolute riot. That mm. was all out of flow. Mm. I put it out to the universe. Wouldn't it be nice to do this? I wasn't attached to it. I just thought, you know what? We've got talents with my five things clear what I'm doing. And this came out. No, I'd never heard of this guy before. Never heard of um, plastic cup. You know, they're in Hungary, hundreds of miles away, thousands of miles, mm. you know, it just, just happened. Um, 
so yeah, we, to get more involved with things like that, to go and help other people. I've showed other people how to set up an initiative to make it really simple, easy to share, easy to remember. Uh, I mean, five things is dead simple. The only complication people have is do they spell out the number five or do they write and it is just the number five things clear dot com or hashtag web. So you talked about um, ambassadors. Mm. So if anyone is listening and maybe sort of there is picked up at that, what, what would that involve? How could they get involved in it? Um, yeah, well, if they want to contact me, um, well, you can go onto my, the main website, which is simonjordan.com. Um, so it's simon, J-O-R-D-A-N.com, simonjordan.com, and just ping me an email on there. <clears throat> so it's, yeah, if, if you can, if you're in an area to organise cleans, it doesn't have to be beach cleans, it could be road cleans, it could be forest, it could be park cleans, whatever. Uh, doing it once a month, I, I always choose the third Sunday of the month, Maybe even get a coffee shop involved where they give out free drinks to the volunteers. That gives them more promotion. Um, if you have got the time, go and do talks to schools. I, I've got all the literature, stuff like that. You'll get a T-shirt, Five Things Care T-shirt. Um, it's got a very cool logo um, on it. Um, yeah, just and spread the word, really. Or, or even set up your own thing. It, it, it really doesn't mind. It's, again, it's not coming from a place of ego. I, I don't care. All I want is just for a better time on the planet and for the planet to, to be able to heal, um, which after lockdown doesn't seem to be. A lot of people are making even more of a mess, um, which is just, you know, we haven't seemed to learn to anything. Well, before we finish, Simon, um, I mean, you mentioned about your, your website, simonjordan.com. So if people want to f- contact you for your marketing expertise and branding and so on, would that be the same site? Or yeah, different? same site. It's all on there. Part, Tony, part of my business is split into three things. You've got brand, so I, I build brands and stuff like that. I mean, I've got a whole host of clients. I work with one of the biggest um, bookkeeping associations. Um, actually, I'm building their brand and, and humanizing their brand. They've been going since 73, so it's not just coaches. It is a whole mm. mixed bag, but that's who I love working with. So, yeah, simonjordan.com. I also have another part of the business, which is the adventure. Uh, adventure. So, um, I try and get people to look at their life as an adventure, go out and explore different things, um, cultures, places. I know you've done a lot of traveling in the past. And then there's the contributions. There's brand, adventure, and contribution. The contribution is obviously my five things clear. Mm. Um, and I've just brought out a new book as well called Wild Swimming Through Lockdown, and that's my contribution to the community, my love for the community and the love for the swimmers. Um, and that's just come out. And if you want to go and check that out, it's wildswimmingbook.com. It's all on there. So. <clears throat> And is that available in, say, Amazon and so on? No, no, no. I'm not putting it on Amazon. No, it's not going out there. It's just I, I printed it. Um, all the money, it's all, it's all done locally. Um, right. <coughs> excuse me. So I've had a load of copies printed um, in the office. And at least three pounds, in fact, more than that now. Once once I've sold enough, I mean, it's, it's only really well, actually, it's only less than 20, 24 hours. It's always sold um, about 20-odd copies, which just for the local community is brilliant. Um, it's... Uh, all the profits are going to this mental health charity and it's both sponsored by one of the cafes down here on the uh, near the beach called the Cornish Bakery um, yeah and it's all going there but it's a lovely I'm really really proud of it actually um, and they, they can purchase that for your site yeah absolutely just yeah it's, in fact it's, it is on the site uh, but if you go to well, if you go to the about me page it's on there it says the author bit it's got my first book my marketing book which is very old now and then there's a second one which will link through to that uh, wildswimmingbook.com website yeah if you want to have a look there's a little video on there you can see the book but yeah so and if, before we go I mean talking of books is there a book you would recommend to people uh, yes <clears throat> Michael Singer um, The Surrender Experiment mm-hmm. 
absolutely i would highly highly recommend that essentially it's about a guy in um he was in california just wanted to meditate that's all he just wanted to quieten his mind and meditate and the universe came knocking and he was sort of saying no to the suggestions and then he thought hang on this is my ego speaking um and he sort of tuned into it and okay i'm going to start saying yes long and short of it ended up running a multi-billion dollar company (laughs) he's still a hippie still tuned in but again he was in flow and success Mm. is flow um so yeah the surrender experiment by michael singh i I buy that for all my clients and it's just it's and everyone that reads it going oh my god wow i get it Mm. um but i think it it was a question you asked before you can read stuff but sometimes you just have to experience it Mm. universe so whatever's going for you right now going whatever chaos is or illness or anything like that going just ask yourself, what is life telling me? Mm. What is life telling me right now? What am I not listening? What's happening? Because when you're in flow and you're in ease, you know, everything, you think how the, how the planet works. I mean, I'm just very, very briefly, we lived obviously down by the beach. Years ago, they built this huge harbour arm. And mm. every year they have to dredge the harbour. And they've last year they spent millions redoing all the harbour, uh, all the, uh, the beach. They put a load of rock armour up. That's because we've interfered with the flow. We've put this bloody great bit of concrete. If anyone's watched Broadchurch, that's the harbour arm where they take the main picture. This, where I live is where Broadchurch, that TV series, was. it was all filmed. That's around there. Mm. Anyway, so they put this out. So it's disrupting the flow. So mm. all the, we've had loads of rock falls because um, we've got the big Jurassic Coast here, all this kind of stuff. The beaches keep shifting. But if we hadn't interfered, Mother Nature knows what she's doing. The universe knows what it's doing. Mm. And all the sands would have shifted. There wouldn't be dredging the harbour, spending millions of pounds each year dredging it, all that kind of stuff. Mm. When you get out of your own way, it flows. Yeah. So, yeah, big lesson. And before we finish, is there a quotation that you'd like, Simon? Yeah. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Mm. True success is knowing that someone else has breathed more easily because you've been there. Wow. I love Um, that. It's It's just beautiful. So why 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 does that um, resonate with you? Because it's it's knowing that you've helped someone that you've passed that on. I said at the beginning of this, you know, when you've got a knowledge, I think it's it's if to hold on to that, to not share that, um, you know, your 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 passions, your love, your enthusiasm, share that on. You know, it's um, uh, you know maybe you've you've picked up you've you've read a fantastic book, give it to someone else to enjoy share that on and that's that's how things it's all flow don't hold stuff onto yourself it's a great term i think it might be from the from the bible um i think it's called the talons <clears throat> and the farmer just very briefly i think it's always the king or whatever i'm, I'm paraphrasing probably getting the story quite a bit wrong but uh, he's got three sons and he's going off for a long time <clears throat> and he's got these talons so i think he's like money and he says to his, his, his oldest son right here's 10 talons go and look after it and um <clears throat> second son he has five third son he gives two and then he comes back in say 10 years time and the first son says oh, well I invested those talons and I've got this and I've, I've spread the wealth and whatever now I've got 30 talons that's fantastic second son well I did I invested my 10 but I lost some and it was you know but I've gained it back and I've got 20 so that's good and then the, third, the, the youngest son he says well, what did you do so well I just hid it away um, he said I did, didn't I didn't do anything with it but I just hid it away I was so frightened of losing it and he said, well, I'm taking it off you and I'm, I'm going to distribute it to your other brothers. He said, well, that's not fair. He said, but I gave you a gift and you didn't use it. 
And I think that is the way, I'm not religious in, in any way, but I, that's like that when you're given a gift of knowledge. Like I'm sharing this with you now, with the lessons that I've gone through, I'm sharing that with you because I don't want other people to go through that too. Mm. I want other people to try and understand and, and to pass that on. So I think when you've learned something in life, even if it's tragic, I've, a lot of the coaches I work with have all been through tragedy. That's why they're coaches. They don't want other people to, to go through that as well. They want to try and help them. Yeah. And that's, I think, in life, to do the same when you've learned something, when you've had an experience, share it. Mm. You know. Um, so, yes, that true success is knowing that someone else has breathed more easily is, is, is such a beautiful quote. I, I love it. It's, yeah, I hold that close to my heart. And the other one, actually, is from my dad, uh, my great late father. Um, he said, if you're not worried about the kudos, anything is possible. And I think so many nowadays with Instagram and likes and all these selfies and stuff, people want so much love. It's like, well, and when you go out and do something, are you doing it because you want people to see you and go, oh, well done, pat you on the back? I mean, yes, we all like love and all that kind of stuff and recognition, but what's the real reason for you doing it? If you're not worried about the kudos, anything is possible because you'll just go for it. You'll create it. You'll push it out there. And that's the same with five things. I don't care if no one knows about it. Yes, when we do a beach clean, I put I post a picture on with me at the front and, and, and the group of people because I want to promote it and I want other people to come in and join. And it's, you need to humanise the brand. Um, but that's the only time. And it's, yeah, that's, that's a really good quote. So one for my dad and then one from Raldo, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Well, Simon, it's been a pleasure for the last hour. And thank you for yeah, sharing thank you. so much, so much. Yeah, fantastic information with the listeners. I'm sure it's going to make quite a difference. Well, I certainly hope so. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And, and, and again, for the listeners, you can earn more money, but you can't earn more time. So the fact that you've spent your time listening to Tony and I uh, and me waffle on um, is, is, is beautiful, really. It really is. I'm deeply grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Next week, episode six is with Dr. George Moncrief. He is an expert on dermatology on the skin. And we talk about a few areas such as why we should not be using soap on our skin and the amount of damage and and also the amount of conditions it causes like eczema and and many other uh, conditions as well. So we're going to hear a lot more about why we should not be using soap. He's fine with moisturizer and stuff is fine and, and shampoo is not good for the hair but conditioner is very good for the hair. For the hair. So that's next week's episode, episode six with Dr. George Moncrief. Hope you've enjoyed this week's show with Simon Jordan. Please do share it with anyone who you think would really enjoy it, get some value from it. Why not subscribe, leave a review, and I hope you have a great week.